بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين الحمد لله The only one deserves to be thanked every time and all the time The one who gave us every grace on us freely without any need of reward for that Alhamdulillah we are not only counting the physical graces the eyes, the sight, the hearing the heart, the, kid, the kidneys and so on but we should also count the, male, the most important ni'mah or grace given to us we Muslims that we are Muslims was that because of our strength we became Muslims was it because of our smart head we became Muslims or was it because of Allah wa ta'ala he was so merciful with us and he gave us this deen deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa while the others did not have the chance or did not have the mercy because they didn't deserve it they, give, they have been given a chance to be Muslims to be Muslims but they refused it not because they are ignorant or they are far away or they don't have a, they didn't know the Arabic language or so on no some of them they, they were so close to Muhammad وسلم, himself in fact some of them they were so close relatives like his uncle Abu Lahab and uncle Abu Talib and some other relatives of Muhammad from Quraysh, Bani Hashim and the others it's not the case of that some people cannot read Arabic so they cannot become Muslims no not because some people are not having high qualification from schools that's why they are not Muslims no it's the case that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew and he knows subhanahu wa ta'ala who deserves to be given this mercy of Islam that's why he told Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam innaka la tahdi man ahbab walakinna allaha yahdi man yasha meaning of that is that oh Muhammad you cannot guide the ones you, you love but Allah is the one who guides them and guide us in here two different cases be, be careful hidayah or guidance is two cases first case is for everybody messengers and the people who are following messengers is called hidayat dalala to guide people to the right way the other guidance is only from Allah which is to give the person the hidayah direct to his heart to allow him to be a Muslim a good Muslim so Muhammad sallam had the hidayah the guidance to guide people to Islam and he explained to them Islam and he did his best especially to his uncle Abu Talib and the others to guide them to Islam but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew that these people do not deserve to be Muslims so he did not give them the other hidayah which is to accept Islam 
Do you know that Abu Talib and Abu Jahl and the other major leaders of Quraysh who refused Islam, they knew Islam better than us? In fact, Abu Jahl himself knows La ilaha illallah better than a lot of Arabians now. I'm talking about Arabians who will read Arabic and understand Arabic. Abu Jahl knows La ilaha better than this. That's why he rejected Because he does not want to worship one ilah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Muhammad told him, Qulu la ilaha illallah tuflihu. Say la ilaha illallah. They said, أَجَعَلَ الْآلَهَةَ إِلَهًا وَاحِدًا إِنَّ هَذَا لَشَيْءٍ عِجَانًا But they rejected Because they know the true meaning of La ilaha illallah. So, back to the case of thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what He has given us in this life, the major grace we should always think of is this hidayah to Islam. You can see around you how many people are driven in for unhappy life they are in the darkness as Allah told us in his holy book وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا أَوْلِيَاءُهُمُ الطَّاغُوتِ يُخْرِجُونَهُمْ مِنَ النُّورِ إِلَى الظُّلُمَةِ they got them to the darkness while Muslims الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا they are moving from the darkness to to the light light of Islam it's not a physical light, it is a light where it comes to the heart, where a Muslim can see by his heart more than he can see by his eyes. Otherwise these people, the Catherine, they have a lot of lights now. And they have a lot of technology, a lot of money, a lot of fancy lights. But they are unhappy, totally unhappy. Who said so? Themselves. Their reports. Their newspapers and magazines, it shows clearly how they are unhappy. Would you think that someone is happy while he is committing suicide? Is he a happy person? Have you ever seen a happy person commit suicide? In Sweden, as I told you before, and no problem to repeat that, in Sweden, people there, no one is poor, nobody. Even if he has no work, he is having a salary. Freedom there is open. To the worst. Whatever they want, they can have. If someone, somebody steals their houses, they don't have to do anything. Just call the police, they will come and count how much you lost. Government will give them back their money. Although, although, the highest, highest percentage of society is in Sweden. It's not the case of money or materialistic life. It's the case of here. You'll find a poor Muslim, a very poor Muslim, a tired Muslim, but he is the happiest. Why? Because he has the light of Allah to his heart. He is close to his God, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He can see the king, he can talk to the king anytime he wants. The king of the kings, subhanahu wa ta'ala. All he has to do is just make wudu, stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahu Akbar. Then he can talk to him and Allah will talk to him. It's two ways communication. Allah is talking to him by Quran. When he recites Quran, he's talking to him. Hey, don't you, didn't you hear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu, 
Oh, Mu'min, he's talking to you. You are one of the Mu'mins, inshaAllah. So he's talking to you. So you are reciting his, his words, so he's talking to you. Then when you make dua, you are talking to him. Usually if you come to a high person or a high level person, he does the talking, not you. All you have to do is just keep silent and listen. But with Allah, you have the, the best chance to talk and ask. Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma, Ibn Umar ibn Khattab, Abdullah ibn Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhuma, he used to say that I always ask Allah even the souls in my salah. Subhanallah. Soul, salt is for one real. Complete. Bad is for one real. No. Ibn Umar, he does not ask God. He asks Allah the soul. That doesn't mean that he's asking Allah to wait until the sky is in the soul. No. But he knows, he knew, Rahmatullah Alaihi and he knew that if Allah does not allow him to have salt, he will not have it. Even if he has a million dollars. So when the heart is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then life will be okay. Life will be fantastic. No matter if we have a lot of money or not. It's the case of the, the heart is, is really hanging to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So where you ask, we have always to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this grace he's given to us. Especially this big grace of Iman or Deen. We started last week talking, we still are talking in the first chapter of Kitab al-Tawheed. We discussed last week the ayah, the second ayah, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us. وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةِ الرَّسُولَ أَنَّ يَعْبُدُ اللَّهُ وَالْسَلِبُ الطَّاغُوتِ And we said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayah is telling us that He has sent among every nation a messenger to tell them to do one thing. To worship Allah and refrain from worshipping the others. He called them Taghut. Taghut, whoever is given some of the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether in worshipping or obeying or following. And as you see this book we are studying, Kitab al-Tawheed, it's only talking about قال الله قال رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم Ayah, two ayahs, three ayahs, one hadith, two hadith, three hadith, that's it. Nothing else. And that's the way of Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. If you go and read al-Bukhari, Sahih al-Bukhari, you'll find the same way. He brings ayah, or two ayahs, and hadith, that's it. No human being's words to be there. It's only the words of Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala, and the words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the messenger of Allah. That's it. Nothing else. Same as this book. Sheikh Muhammad al-Tamimi, he did this book the same way of Al-Bukhari and the others. And he wanted us to read these ayahs and understand what's the meaning of this. He make just a headline in the beginning to see what is this ayah talking about, this ayah talking about. The third ayah is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا In this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that He has already decided that we are supposed to worship Allah only, only. Not only worship Allah, not worship Allah only. When you go back to La ilaha illallah as we discussed before, it's not the case that you have to worship Allah. No. You have to worship Allah only. La ilaha, none has the right to be worshipped. None. Illallah, only Allah. So you cannot really put in one heart 
of a human being worshipping of Allah and worshipping of the others. No way. Same if we talk about a cup. If you have a cup loaded with sand or dirt or whatever it is, you cannot use it to drink juice or other things. You have first of all to offload it, clean it, then put what you want in it. Same thing of the heart of the human being. It has to be cleaned out first. From everyone except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then to, be, to put into it the, the, the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Before that we cannot. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept a partner. No way. In every single ibadah it should be only for Allah. Otherwise it will be rejected. In this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us that he declared that a human being must worship Allah only. And he's also mentioned that to deal with the parents the correct way. And when you see something attached to the worshipping of Allah, which is the major goal for creation, then you will know that this is a very important case. Because it's attached to the same topic of the most important topic for a human being. The first ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنْسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ This is the goal for creation of a human being, and jinn also. Only to worship Allah. And we explained that before. Now he is adding to this something, it's not the same level of course, but it is the case that to show how important of the correct dealing with the, or treatment of the to parents. Why so? Regularly, human beings, when their old par- they were their parents get old, they get tired because they need more than usual, they need more tre- and better treatment than the usual. Especially if they are so old and sick and so on, you know, he's leaving his business, he's leaving his uh, children and other things to take care of these two parents because they are sick, they need hospitals, they need this and that. So some people may, may start to feel tired of these two old men, old men and women. They are, they are giving me a lot of troubles. Ah. So that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala attached this case of taking care of them with the case of his worshipping subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّا وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا <coughs> the, third, the fourth or fifth ayah وَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا Another ayah which is telling us to worship Allah with no association of anyone to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Again to say you will never find in Quran that Allah is asking us to worship Him that's it without only or without worshipping the others. You know why? Because the Arabs in the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who did not accept Islam were worshipping Allah. Do you think that Quraysh and the other Arabs were not doing Hajj? They are not fasting? They are not praying? No, they are doing. They are not make dua. They make dua. They make Hajj. But while they are doing this, they also give a share of it to the others. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you remember the talbiyah, uh, they say before Hajj, لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ لَبَّيْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ 
So ah, up to here that's why Muhammad say, he says, yeah, he was telling them, stop in here. Stop in here. This is good. But they ask, except one partner who is your, your slave. Like why you, put, you add this? Why, why to add this? Because they have lived this way, they have received this from their parents and grandfathers, so they are falling into shirk because of this. Did Allah put that from them? No. إِنَّهُ مَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ وَلَوْ أَشْرَكُوا لَحَبِطَ عَنْهُمْ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ خلاص. When a person does every kind of ibadah, then he falls into one piece of major shirk. Then all of his ibadah is invalid, voided, fruitless. Why? Because Allah told us this. In fact, he subhanahu wa ta'ala directed one ayah, strong ayah to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَلَقَدْ أُحِيَ إِلَيْكَ وَإِلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ لَإِنْ أَشْرَكْتَ لَيَحْبَطَنَّ عَمَلُكَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ With Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, associated partner with Allah, astaghfirullah, no way. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted us to see if Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is told this way, we have to be more than that, so careful not to fall into this. Did we follow this? Unfortunately, most of Muslims, they didn't. When you go and see all around the, this world, you'll find one grave in one Arabian country receiving hujjaj more than Mecca sometimes. One grave in one Arabian country receiving two million hajj during the year. And when I say hajj, I mean hajj. Because they make tawaf on the grave, they slaughter to the grave, they shave their heads to the grave, they give sadaqah to the subhanallah. What's left for us? What's left for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after that? Two million in one grave, what about the other graves? Unbelievable. Some graves is like al-haram, na'udhu billah. Never the life off, never. Everybody coming, people going, people coming and out, out. Continuously. Do these people understand? That what they are doing is ibadah? No, unfortunately. They think this is not ibadah. Because of the, of the ignorance, they think ibadah only to make salah, salam, hajj, zakah. That's it. Yani, they don't bow. Some of them may, may do actually. But let's say generally they don't bow or make sujood for this grave. They don't make hajj for this grave. They don't make uh, salam for this grave. But what are they doing? They are calling the grave instead of Allah. And they say calling is not ibadah. You know, it's ibadah by the words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ad-du'a'u huwa al-ibadah. And the ayah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also. وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمُ دُعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِي He did not say du'a'i. So he made du'a in the beginning of the ayah. He made it ibadah in the end of the ayah. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِي So he called it ibadah. So du'a is ibadah, clearly by the hadith, which is correct hadith, and also by this ayah, which is before. These people, they go to this grave and they ask the grave instead of Allah. And they are afraid of the dead person more than they are afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they respect this grave, or the person who is dead, more than they respect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How do we know? By the case of swearing. They swear with Allah if they want to lie. But if they swear by the grave, they never lie. Now who is greater in their heart now? 
Shia has an example. It's known clearly about them that they do not, they never swear by Al Hussein or Ali ibn Abi Talib if they are going to lie. No way. If he swears by Al, by Al Hussein or by Ali ibn Abi Talib, make sure that he is 100% faithful in this case. But if he swears by Allah, now who is greater to them? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or Al Hussein or A'udhu Billah, A'udhu Billah. So case of shirk will come to us a lot in here. Why? Because the opposite of Tawheed. Tawheed and shirk cannot be in the same place. Monotheism and polytheism cannot be in the same place, cannot be in the same heart, no way. A one who really has a monotheism, the monotheist person is really having full belief in Allah, full love to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He knows that he is the greatest subhanahu wa ta'ala and no one else deserves. That's why when we come to la ilaha illallah, we have to understand correctly as understood by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his sahaba and the followers. Not no God but Allah, not no, no true creator but Allah. No, these are not incorrect meaning of la ilaha illallah. The true meaning of la ilaha illallah is none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. None. Whoever he is. Even if he is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he doesn't deserve to be worshipped. He is loved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he is the best person ever walked on earth. We love him more than we love our parents and our children, true. But we don't give him anything of the right of Allah. We don't call him instead of Allah. We don't make tawaf in his grace. We don't call him when we need things. We don't call Allah by his high rank. No. We call Allah only subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only. وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ ادْعُونِي Nothing in the middle here. ادْعُو This is an order to call. The Ya which is the end is Allah. The Ramir and he goes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we call him only. Nothing else. Nothing in the middle. We don't call him by such and such. No. We call him directly. As this Whatever is inshallah later on to the case of Tawassul, which we discussed before, but no problem to repeat it later on inshallah, if we have a chance, that Tawassul is permissible and non-permissible, no one is this, and part of the non-permissible Tawassul is to call Allah by the high rank of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or the pious persons. This ayah is showing us clearly that Allah wants us to worship him alone, without any polytheism. That's it. When you come to read these ayahs, you will be amazed that how come people do not understand this ayah, or this ayah. While an Arabian, a Bedouin who comes from the desert, who knows nothing except the camel and the sheep, he comes to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and hears the Quran from him, he understands it directly. Because Allah told us in his holy book, Clearly, وَلَقَدْ يَسَّرْنَا الْقُرْآنَ لِلذِّكْرِ فَهَلْ مِنْ مُدَّكَرِ Quran is muyassar, easy, easy, simple, you can read it easily. It's not complicated. If you go and read other books, said to be the books of Isa alayhi salam, which isn't true, because they're called according to Matthew, according to this, according to that, you'll, be, you'll find a very complicated thing. They will tell you, one plus one plus one equals one equals one. If you tell your child, one plus one plus one, how many? He will tell you three. They say, no, no, it's one. When you 
push them around, try to explain to me how three become one. They say, don't ask, turn off your, the light of your mind and follow me. No, ya Habibi. I don't turn off the light of my mind. Allah gave me this mind to think and ask. But because they cannot explain it, and they can't believe in it, actually. They have to tell you to turn off the light of your mind. While Quran and Sunnah is very simple. One of the sheikhs who is working in Da'wah in Africa, he told a story. He said that in Africa, one big tribe of African tribes in the middle of Africa, after years of hard work of the missions or missionaries of the Christians to call them to Christianity and because of a lot of money and hospitals and so on, this tribe accepted Christianity. But they do not understand it. One day, one da'iyah, a true Muslim da'iyah, came to this tribe. Within three days, they reverted to Islam. Very simple. Not because this da'iyah is so smart and smarter than these people, the, the missionaries, or because he has more money than them, no. But because Islam is very simple and easy to be understood by anybody. One creator who gave, gave us all of these graces, he is the only one who deserves to be worshipped. Khalaf. Finish. Not a big deal. Not a big case. Very simple and very easy. No complications, no this and that, and three plus one, one plus... Ish, ish. Very simple and very easy. So they accepted Islam. Now, Islam is the clearest and strongest deen in this world, but we are the ones who are making Islam weak. I'm talking in general, of course, not by persons. Wallahi, if one of us goes in anywhere in this world and starts to explain Islam to people, the way, the correct way of Islam, the creation of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they will accept it simply. Because they need it. They are so thirsty for it. Wallahi, ya akhi, the people in the West, don't talk about the poor countries. I'm talking about the West, the rich countries. Wallahi, they are so thirsty for it. That's why when they understand Islam and accept Islam and revert to Islam, they are so strong in Islam. See those people who accepted Islam. Yusuf Estes, as an example. One of the da'iyas from the United States, his, he himself and his father and his, his brothers, all of them were priests calling for Christianity. And by one regular Muslim, not the da'iyah, a regular Muslim from one Arabian country, by the way, he has no beard, but he's a regular Muslim. He makes salam. He sat down with him and he discussed with him and he easily convinced them that what they are talking about in Christianity is incorrect and the deen of Islam is the correct deen. So the Yusuf Islis and his father and, some, and his mother and some of his brothers accepted Islam by a regular Muslim. And I told you before that one Sudani he was a security guard on one of the hospitals in Riyadh in here and he speaks no English he's a regular person he's not an educated person but he has the feeling of calling for Islam so he keeps some pamphlets and tapes and so on and if whenever he sees whenever he sees one non-Muslim, a kafir, he gives him a pamphlet before he opens the gate for him he gives him a pamphlet and he gives him a tape 
And because of him, 3,000 persons accepted Islam. Where are the good Muslims? Too busy. They are too busy with mangaria, with food. Huh? Too busy with the Pizza Hut and cups and the other things. Too busy with gathering money because he wants to make extra zeros to his account in the bank. They are too busy. Poor guys. They are busy with things that they cannot take with them because when they die, all of this money will go. They will go only with a, a cloth of five riyals and he can find it free in a Rajhi Masjid and the other Masjid. He doesn't have even to pay one single real. Say, what about my account? There's lots of zeros in the right side of the one. What can I do with it? It's not yours anymore. It's the, your inheritance will take. And Allah knows what they are going to do with this money. I spent my whole my life running for this money. I'm tired. I wake up in the early morning and go this and receive bad words from my manager and this. Eh? So what? It's all because of your fault. You are the one who made it. And you are the, you are the one who deserves it. Why don't we just put some of our time in our life for this deen of Islam? What is the result? The first result here in dunya, in this life, will find the happiness. The true happiness, because happiness has a taste. You cannot find it in, in, in Kabsa or in Pizza Hut or in other things. This taste, you can find it only in the deen of Muhammad When you really have a, a, a close relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can talk to him directly, you can feel that he is talking to you by his book. How many people are when they recite Quran, they have their minds there? The good ones who are reciting Quran, their minds are far away. Lots of people like this. That's why when they start to recite Quran, they start to yawn. One, two pages, he wants to sleep. While he is reading a newspaper, from first corner in the right, sub right side, from the first page until the last corner in the bottom of the last page, he reads it all with big eyes. Why? Because shaitan is there. Shaitan do not want you to be safe. He swore to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take us all with him to Jahannam. فَبِعِزَّتِكَ لَغْوِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ إِلَّا عِبَادَكَ مِنْهُمُ الْمُخْلَصِينَ Ya Rabb, اجعلنا من المخلصين. In this case, just to see what do we mean by this case calling to Islam, See how Muhammad directed Mu'ad ibn Jabal when he sent him to Yemen to call people to Islam. Did he ask him to call for Siwak, first place? Did he ask Mu'ad ibn Jabal to call the people of Yemen, the Christians of Yemen, or the Jews of, of Yemen, to leave their base in the first place? No. The hadith is in Al-Bukhari. He told him, first thing to call them, to call him, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasul. If they accept that, call them to Salah. If they accept that, call them to zakah, they, and so on. So there are, there is the sequence. We cannot go and ask people, Allah Ta'ala, Allah, this, this, is, this guy is a bad Muslim, Allah, call him for siwak. Then siwak is sunnah, yes, we, we, we are supposed to do it. But this is not the first thing we do. You see a Muslim, he's going to the grave of Ajmir, 
Khaja, what's his name? Khaja or something. Huh? And they are calling him instead of Allah and they are fasting 40 days. They die before the 40 days thinking that this Khaja Ajmir is a god to tell them to do this. You see people, they are going to this grave and the other grave and you call him for suwak. What kind of da'wah is this? This is against the da'wah of Muhammad sallallahu Because he clearly told us in this hadith of Mu'ad ibn Jabal to tell people first of all to call them to La ilaha illallah. They will tell you, oh, wait, wait, you know, we're talking about the kafirin now and we're talking about Muslims. These are Muslims. Type Muslims are breaking La ilaha illallah. They are saying it, but they are breaking it. Because we know that La ilaha illallah will be broken by polytheism as an example will be broken by making fun of Islam or Muhammad and so on. Will be broken by magic. Will be broken by helping the kafirin against the Muslims. So la ilaha illallah is very sensitive. Couldn't be broken by anything. So we have to learn la ilaha illallah. The true meaning of la ilaha illallah practices and know also, we have to know also what is breaking la ilaha illallah. What are the contradictions of la ilaha illallah or aspects of Islam. In this case, La ilaha will be saved for us. If you have a piece of gold, what are you going to do with it? To do with it? Throw it in the, any, any piece or any place in your uh, home or your locket with a lot of locks. Piece of gold, yeah, Habib, this is uh, some hundreds of thousands of riyals. No, 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 throw it in the table and go. No, nobody does that. Tayyib, La ilaha is more valuable and more important than this gold. And people, they don't care about it. They don't know what is the meaning of la ilaha illallah. Or they know it, but they don't care. Or they don't know it and they care, but they don't know what is going to break la ilaha illallah like polytheism. Nobody cares. Pretty limited people like you, inshallah, who cares about la ilaha illallah. Go and see Muslims around this world, what do you find? They are too busy with life, or they are busy with polytheism in the graves and the other places. So don't be amazed when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us a lot in his holy book. Worship Allah only and never, never associate someone with him. What time? The fourth or fifth ayah, I'm losing the numbers now. So the ayah, the next ayah, so to run away from the numbers, let's say next ayah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us in this, in this chapter, Shaykh Muhammad rahmatullahi is telling us and give us another ayah, saying, وَقَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى قُلْ تَعَالُوا أَتْلُوا مَا حَرَّمَ عَلَيْكُمْ مَا حَرَّمَ رَبُّكُمْ عَلَيْكُمْ أَلَّا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا And the rest. قُلْ in Quran, this is directed to Muhammad. Ya Muhammad say, that's the meaning of it. Say to who? To the Muslims. Ta'ala, Hidarao. Atlu ma harrama ala rabbukum alaykum. I'll tell you what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have forbidden for you. And he started with shirk. The greatest sin and the worst sin that human being could ever do is to have to associate someone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the rights of Allah. And the worshiping especially. Yani a person who drinks alcohol, or takes drugs, or steal money, or use riba, or do zina, adultery, is easier than the person who is falling into shirk or politics. 
Because those we accounted already are major sins, kabair. Kabair, major sins. If a person dies without repenting from them, he is under the will of Allah Taala in judgment day. Allah may send him, Allah, Allah may forgive him in the first place and send him to Jannah, or may Subhanahu wa Taala send this person to Jahannam for some time, but he will be settled in Jannah. While a person who dies with major shirk, without repentance, then he there is no way to forgive him. Inna Allah la yaghfiru ayyu shrakadeh. Allah will never forgive a person who dies with polytheism. What will happen to him in the judgment day? وَمَأْوَاهُ النَّارِ إِنَّهُ مَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَأْوَاهُ النَّارِ خلاص Settled in Jahannam. Thwarts, you want this Shakespeare language, in Jahannam. There is no way to leave Jahannam. أعوذ بالله طيب what if this person who fall into polytheism he already prays and do sadaqah and so on even though because all of these good things he is doing will be smashed by shirk or polytheism يعني useless all of his efforts he has done like giving charity for poor people salah, sawm, hajj, zakah all these things will be smashed وَلَوْ أَشْرَكُوا لَحَبِطَ عَنْهُمْ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Lost, خلاص, مع السلام He will come in the judgment day having no single good deed All these are finished, خلاص If a person comes in the judgment day with no good deed and a lot of bad deeds, what will happen to him? Jannah or Jahannam, one of these two He cannot go to Jannah of course because Allah has forbidden that so he will go to Jahannam so Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is ordering Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam to call the people to tell them what he has what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told him to do is to worship Allah only without any politics. Ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu he said if you want to see what Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam has left for us he called it wasiyah with a signature. It's not, of course, a, a physical wasiyya written in a paper, no. But this is some kind of, Ibn Mas'ud is trying to explain yani that this is what Muhammad wants us to know and do. The one who wants that, this wasiyya of Muhammad must read this ayah. So if Ibn Mas'ud, who was one of the best scholars of Quran, in the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, these were four major scholars of Sahaba in Quran. Ibn Abbas, radiyallahu anhumah, Ibn Mas'ud, Ubayy ibn Ka'ad, who was the fourth? I lost him. Can you remember? Okay, we'll come, it will come. These four scholars of Sahaba were the best who know the Quran. Ibn Mas'ud used to say, Wallahi, I know every ayah, when it was descended to Muhammad sallam and where? Every ayah. Ibn Mas'ud. So in this case, in this case, Ibn Mas'ud is telling us, if you want to see the wasiyyat of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, read this ayah. Do we read this ayah? We do. But do we read it truly? Or read it by the eyes and the hearts all around the world? 
Who can concentrate? By the way, there's some uh, courses I remember for concentration. We need that sometimes for Quran special. Huh? No, not mine. We'll come, it will come, inshallah. <laughs> so, we need to concentrate on Quran. When we read the holy book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should concentrate. If the general manager of the company, if the president or the minister is talking to you, are you going to say, Tayyip, Tayyip, come here, speak, speak up. Can you do that? You can't. You have to be ready and you're listening to him in full and... Subhanallah. Tayyip, Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the greatest, the creator and sustainer of everything subhanahu wa ta'ala, is talking to you. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. You are one of the mu'mineen. Why don't we listen to him subhanahu wa ta'ala? Ibn Mas'ud himself said, if you hear Allah telling you, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, listen to it. Concentrate on what he says subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is good thing you're going to be told to do, or bad things you are going to be told to refrain from. He's calling you. You are a mu'min. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. Listen to him. He's talking to you. Who is Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu? The Buddhism? Or the Hindus? Or the uh, Christians? No. You. You Muslims. Muslims who uh, reach the level of Iman are directed with this word. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. So listen to it. How many Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu in Quran? So many. So listen to it. And last hadith. I'm afraid they were uh, over time. What time is it? How long did we take? How long did we take? Oh. I know, but how long did we took? I don't want to keep the brothers... Uh... You give me about five, ten minutes more? Last one is the hadith of Mu'ad ibn Jabal. So this this chapter. Mu'ad ibn Jabal told us a story. This hadith, by the way, is in the Sahihain. Yani Bukhari and Muslim, both of them have narrated this hadith from the same Sahabi, Mu'ad ibn Jabal. That's say, Mustafaqun alayh. Means both of them have, or Akhraja, means both of them have given the same hadith from the same Sahabi. So this hadith, Mu'ad ibn Jabal, radiyallahu anhu, one of the scholars of Sahaba, he said, he told us a story that he was riding a donkey with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, behind Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ya Mu'ad, Do you know what is the right of, right of Allah on his slaves? And what's the right of the slaves on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So Mu'ad ibn Jabal, as other sahaba, he respects Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He doesn't say, yes, I know. He says, Allah and Rasuluhu knows best. Although he probably knows the answer, but... This is the way to be, really we have to respect Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We don't raise our voices when we hear his hadith. La tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawti al-nabi. Some ulama like Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah and the others, they say if, if, if the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is read, you have to keep silent. Because he is talking to sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, not by his tongue but by his hadith. So when we hear hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when we hear Quran, we have to keep silent, of course. إِذَا قُرِيَ الْقُرْآنُ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنْصِتُوا when, there, when we recite the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we have to keep silent to listen to what he wants to say to us. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, 
Muhammad answered them that the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his slaves that they worship him without any polytheism. And the right of the slave on Allah that he will not punish anyone who is a monotheist. No polytheism. Very simple, very easy. Like, you know, here's the problem. Some of them say, okay, it means I will say, Allah, Muhammad, I will not go to the grave, I will not do anything, but I will not pray. And I will not fast Ramadan. I will not go for Hajj. Because I did not make any shift. No. He did not make ibadah in this case. The right of Allah on us to worship Him. This person who does not pray, he did not worship. It's not a case of only to have monotheism, but also to do what is supposed to, to be under the ibadah, the worshipping. So if he doesn't pray, he doesn't fast Ramadan, he is not worshipping Allah. He did not make polytheism, yes, maybe. He is actually a, a secularist or atheist. He doesn't worship anything. But he did not worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, so he is not a Muslim. He is an atheist in this case. But we are required to worship Allah and not to worship the others. The case, the other case, which we are going to conclude, inshallah, with, is the case that there are our rights on Allah. How come? Do we have our rights on Allah? No, we don't, but He gave us. He, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the greatest, He gave us these rights on Him. Tabaraka wa ta'ala. How generous. The one who created us and gave us everything, still He is giving us also rights on Him. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Can you find someone like this? No one like him. There is a committee he shayi wa huwa al basir. He's putting right on himself for us that he will not punish us if we do not make polytheism and worship him only. Easy and simple. Wallahi ya ikhwan, it's very easy and simple for any Muslim. Yani if you give this book to your child and to read it, wallahi he will understand it easy. Islam is simple. وَلَقَدْ يَسْتَرْنَ الْقُرْآنَ لِلْذِكْرِ But the problem is that we are too busy to think of it. We want our children to know English, to know mathematics, to know computers, to know that, to know this, to know how to eat by the left hand with the fork, huh? etiquette and protocol, you know, we cannot be like Ishhada. These are savage people are eating on earth. Muhammad used to eat on earth by his fingers. Teach your son these things. Teach him that what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants him to do. That's the way you save him. That's the way you make him love you and take care of you when you are old. That's the way to save him from hellfire. That's the way to save him in this life. Not to give him more money and let him study the way of the kafirin, how they live. With a necktie and tomorrow you'll find him putting this hair like this, like uh, roosters and the other. <laughs> Unbelievable. Now we are giving our children what they want. They end up with copying the stupidest. Kafirin. Yeah. We wish that they have the cupboard, the, cupboard the, the, the people who have invaded something. Cars or, or, or yani, uh, airplanes or computers. Good, yes. Well, uh, at least they have copied something good. No, they don't copy. They, don't copy. they copy how to dance rock and roll. They copy them in dancing disco, break dance. They copy them in, 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 in uh, painting their hair in different colors. They're copying them in their way of clothing. Names in here and pictures and this. Yeah, is this, is this what we want? Is this what you want for your children? No one says that. But 
The way we are doing with our children is going to be good. That will conclude this chapter, inshallah. Next week, inshallah, we'll continue with the second chapter. You'll notice that I am trying to summarize it as much as I can. I don't want to read all the ayah and all the meanings of it, and I don't want to read the, what the, the points which Shaykh Ahmadullah Ali got. He got points from each chapter. He put it in a few lines. You can read it at home if you have the book. People who do not have the book, which is already written by Shaykh Mithyaz, Jazallah Khair. We can, we have some copies extra that can give you. You can read it at home, you see that he gave some points, like in chapter 1, he made, how many? 22, oh, 23, 23 points out of this, these ayahs and hadith. And hadith, read, read them, get benefit of them. Teach them to your children. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you the ajr, the good deed for your teaching, even if they don't accept. You don't worry. Don't say that nobody accepts from me. Don't say that. Even if they don't accept. Your ajr is already written. Yani if you go, Muhammad went to Taif to call people for Islam, and he received rocks in his feet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he was bleeding. Did he get angry and say that these people don't deserve and nobody wants to listen to me? No. He's gaining the ajr, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he's showing us the way of da'wah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Although he was rejected by these people in Taif, rejected by his own people in, in, in Mecca in the beginning, and he was rejected by the other Arabs until he وسلم, was capable of spreading and uh, proclaiming this da'wah to everybody in this world. And we are part of his mizan وسلم, because we accepted Islam because of his effort. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us all. وسلم, if you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. No questions? Then we can conclude, close the... That's the next week, inshallah, we'll talk about the second chapter. Jazakumullah khair.